Welcome to the Daily Standard Podcast. I'm Eric Felton. I'm joined today by Mr. Michael Warren, White House correspondent of the Weekly Standard. I don't know why I'd have somebody who covers the White House on today's Daily Standard there's, podcast. There's no news that in, involves the president or anything with his campaign at all. So yeah, Just it's, another but, dull weekend. Yeah, let's just talk about baseball or something, right, Eric? Oh, just... I wish we could. <laughs> I wish we could. We're going to talk instead about hardball. Yes. Uh, which is what Bob Mueller is uh, playing with the associates of, of uh, Donald Trump. There's been wild speculation starting Friday when it was first leaked that there would be an indictment against someone. Um, But we're going to get out of the wild speculation game, and we're going to stick to hard facts, what we know. Well, there's a, there are a lot of hard facts to go through, so we uh, we won't even have time to speculate, I, Exactly. I, I it's a speculation-free zone here in the Daily Standard podcast studio. Let's start by the news that Paul Manafort and Rick Gates have been indicted. Who are Paul Manafort and Rick Gates? Uh, Paul Manafort, a longtime Republican operative going back to um, uh, the pre-Reagan era, um, and was for a time, uh, for a very significant time, actually, the in terms of what happened uh, during his time, he was the campaign chairman of the Donald Trump presidential campaign. Uh, he helped navigate the campaign through the end of the primary uh, season going into the Republican convention. Uh, that was, if you remember, Eric, was a somewhat somewhat contentious convention. There was this idea that there might be a floor vote challenge to uh, to Trump's uh, uh, delegate dominance. Uh, and uh, Manafort was uh, brought on and credited with sort of navigating the campaign through that and coming out the other side with uh, with the nomination and having the party behind him. Um, and uh, in addition to his political career, uh, really between kind of basically the 90s uh, and his takeover of the Trump campaign, Manafort was also a lobbyist, made a lot of money uh, doing lobbying in Washington, D.C. And also, most importantly, for this uh, uh, for this indictment and, and the legal troubles that he's found himself in, uh, lobbying for foreign uh, entities, foreign governments and foreign political parties, um, and doing political consulting work for those uh, parties. And that, that played a role. Uh, Rick Gates is one of his, and, and, and I would say Manafort's most recent business partner in that lobbying effort. He was also uh, on the Trump campaign and very much involved even beyond um, uh, Manafort's own involvement uh, with the Trump campaign. So what is the allegation about Manafort's foreign work that he's done and what he's said about that work? Uh, at, at its very essential, uh, it, it is that uh, Manafort was doing work, getting paid for that work, and hiding those payments uh, primarily from uh, Ukrainian and pro-Putin Ukrainian interests, uh, hiding the, that work and those payments for the work uh, from the U.S. government uh, for tax purposes. Um, there are rules about uh, American citizens doing um, uh, essentially f- working as foreign agents, foreign lobbyists. Um, uh, the federal government essentially has rules and laws uh, conduct, you know, dictating how they do their work. Uh, and this was being hidden from the federal government uh, in kind of interesting, strange ways and in, in professional ways. In a lot of ways, uh, Manafort was uh, wiring this money um, from offshore accounts into paying for 
these kind of you know lavish um, you know more than a million dollars toward uh, rug fine rug companies lots of for home improvements uh, uh, for uh, lots of money at high-end clothing stores so essentially was uh, hiding uh, his money the money he was making working for these foreign uh, entities as a foreign agent um, and uh, hiding that from the government through these transfers um, uh, to to purchase you know large amounts of, uh, of I guess clothes and rugs and home improvements if you're really trying to hide money from the feds, do you walk around in $5,000 suits? It seems to me a bad way to hide your income. I think that's an interesting element of all of this, which is that there seems to have been no effort uh, really um, to hide it. If we remember, a lot of times Paul Manafort was uh, you know, piping into CNN or Fox or wherever from his lavish home in the Hamptons, uh, which is apparently where some of that money was uh, was was filtered uh, to improvements on that house uh, out out there on Long Island. Um, yeah, I think this is uh, this is something that uh, Manafort appears to have been a little arrogant about. And uh, and he's been nailed. Now, we should now, note all of this is are allegations. These are these are allegations. They also come. Uh, before almost entirely, although the the indictment's not entirely clear on the timeline on this, it looks to be mostly before Manafort's time with the Trump campaign, uh, and uh, and that seems to be something the Trump White House and the Trump campaign is pointing to when they're saying this indictment has really nothing to do, as Sarah Huckabee Sanders said, nothing to do with the president because um, there was no relationship between uh, between work that Manafort did before he joined the Trump campaign uh, and his his hiding the, that that work from the federal government uh, and, and 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 then his work for uh, for the Trump campaign. Now that's can't be said of George Papadopoulos, who um, was working for the Trump campaign as a foreign policy advisor and uh, during the campaign met with some Russians later asked about that by FBI agents. Uh, it doesn't appear as though he told the truth about his contacts with Russian uh, nationals, and he has now admitted that and pled guilty. That's right. So that's this was somewhat of this was the surprise of the day. I would say there was an idea that um, it was most likely going to be Paul Manafort um, and and I guess Rick Gates as well, who were going to be indicted once this news broke on Friday. The feds had been there had been a raid several months ago on on Manafort's home in Virginia. Pulled him out of bed. Exactly. Uh, uh, the, the the kind of whole nine yards. Um, the the George Papadopoulos uh, plea. It's not an indictment. I mean, he, it's a he pled guilty to it. Um, is was really striking to me and, and and said a lot as well. And kind of put the whole. If you can look at this from Mueller's perspective, kind of put the whole. Uh, day's news developments in in perspective, which is to say uh, Papadopoulos, as you said, a volunteer. Um, This seems to be what what the campaign and what the White House is hanging their head on as well, that Papadopoulos was a volunteer. He was an advisor who was not getting paid. Same could actually be said about Manafort. Manafort was not taking a salary from the Trump campaign when he was hired on. Um, uh, Papadopoulos spoke apparently to the FBI of his own volition back in January. This is January 27th. Um, always a bad idea, I think. Bad idea. Uh, I mean, the FBI will always at, uh, will always welcome you with open arms if you're coming to talk to them. But what you do 
when you go to talk to the FBI of your own volition is you is you tell the truth. And that appears to be not what Papadopoulos did. He lied about the nature of his interaction with um, uh, with these Russian nationals, uh, that relationship between uh, uh, between those conversations and the time that he was working on the Trump campaign. He says, um, you know, he, he he learned about the fact that uh, there were some Russians who had dirt on Hillary Clinton before he joined the campaign. Well, it turns out, actually, uh, and, and, and the feds have him dead to rights on this, that he uh, uh, he learned about this after he had been part of the campaign. And he tried to get um, it appears to be he tried to get with not much success as far as we know, as far as the federal government knows, um, to get the Trump campaign uh, uh, somebody from the Trump campaign to meet with these Russian nationals. Um, uh, but, but I think again, sort of going to the 10,000, 20,000 foot view of this, what it suggests is that Mueller, uh, is, is what, what Mueller is trying to do here is say, uh, look, uh, he, you can be like George Papadopoulos and work with us on this. Um, and you know, because uh, the, there's an indication at the end of the uh, of the uh, of the indictment that uh, you know he basically he basically turned uh, uh, and, and and has been helpful since uh, to the federal government. Or we can nail you like we're trying to do with Paul Manafort and Rick Gates. Um, yeah, I mean, one thing that we learned, and this is not speculative, is that uh, Bob Mueller is not going to hesitate to use his power to bring indictments and secure guilty pleas. Yeah, no, and I think that that is uh, what we're seeing is, a, is is likely a preview of what they're trying to do uh, in the future. And and so if you look at these indictments in in that light, um, you know the, the the claims that we're get that we're hearing from the White House. Sarah Huckabee Sanders says um, she believes that, uh, or they believe that, that Mueller is wrapping up his investigation. Um, we we can't know what, for sure. What's that sound I hear? It's a, it sounds like it's it's for Halloween. It's it's whistling past the graveyard. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the fact that how, how would I, you have to wonder how would the White House know that that Mueller was wrapping up his investigation if it's independent? Uh, and uh, yeah, whistling past the graveyard is I think the the, the perfect Halloween uh, cliche to uh, to attach to what the White House is doing. Um, and I think ultimately, um. This is the this strikes me as a uh, as as not the end of things for the White House, but uh, really a first shot by by Mueller's um, uh, by by Mueller's investigation. Well, again, we're not speculating here, but you have to you have to wonder uh, what more uh, Papadopoulos has told uh, uh, the Mueller investigation. You go back to the timeline in this again. Um, he was he essentially was uh, <laughs> brought in. Uh, after after having sp- spoken with the FBI, he was brought in in the summer uh, to the FBI, uh, and then uh, made the plea in October. Um, that's a long time between I think it was about July and October that he finally made his plea, and now it's been three weeks since he made that plea that it was released. Um, uh, that suggests that um, there there may be more coming because Papadopoulos uh, seems to have been talking at least since July uh, with the with the feds. Um, uh, and and being, I imagine, a little more truthful than he was in January. Michael Warren, White House correspondent for the Weekly Standard. Thanks for joining us on the Daily Standard podcast. Thanks, Eric. That's it for the Daily Standard podcast. Be sure to catch all our podcasts all week long at weeklystandard.com. I'm Eric Felton. 
Catch you next time.